Welcome to Navigating Consciousness. I'm Rupert Sheldrake, and this is a podcast of my talks and conversations. If you enjoy listening, please subscribe and leave a review in your favorite podcatcher. It really helps. It does seem to me that there is this notion of better qualified judges of reality, uh, not people that will determine what reality is, but there is this idea of qualification. And um, what I can see is that a lot of materialists may just be experiencing the waking state and the dream state of consciousness, and perhaps some subtleties uh, you know, of the flow states and um, some things in that range. But don't you think there is a kind of a philosophical principle that um, a community of people who have had more states of consciousness, um, they're a more qualified community to... to um, to give judgments on reality, not to say that the judgment is right and accurate, but just, just to say that, uh, for example, the community of Hindu mystics and shamans, um, that community is more quali- better qualified because of the fact that they have experienced a wide variety of states of consciousness than the community of materialists who may have not had those experiences. Is there not like a philosophical principle that um, so, uh, one is a better, better judge and more qualified judge of reality than the other by by some i mean the community because i don't want to lead to solipsism so so yeah well this is a very long-standing um debate ali of course i mean plato dealt with it in his republic you know where he has the philosopher king um and the idea that society would be best run if those who you know the philosophers those with the deepest view and understanding of reality run the society um, but then that raised the, pro- raised the problems he himself um, raised, quis custodet custodes, who guards the guardians. Um, um, you know, and then uh, you have the sorry history of theocracies of various kinds where people try to put into practice exactly the principles that you've mentioned. Um, I suppose one of the you know, in, in, in recent history, probably the last great theocracy, apart from your own country, Iran, um, is um, Tibet. You know, and the, the ruler of Tibet until the Chinese invaded was the Dalai Lama. Um, and Tibet was ruled by a succession of beings, enlightened beings, lamas, and, and not just the Dalai Lama, but a range of other Lamas, the Panchen Lama and others, um, who formed the government of Tibet. And these were people who'd not only undergone um, great spiritual training in this life, uh, but also were believed to be reincarnations of previous spiritual teachers and masters. And, you know, one of the Chinese criticisms of this is that the Tibetan society was a feudal society where mired in poverty and and superstition and poor people were exploited and so forth and leading lives of, you know, fairly wretched lives. Um, It may be that they had great spiritual vision, but the the track record of theocracies is not terribly impressive. Um, If one actually looks at examples across the world in in all different traditions, you know, um, and, you know, in in Europe in the Middle Ages, the 
the the popes in in a way represented the the main spiritual power um and again um it was clearly corruptible and corrupted in in various times in the middle ages which is one of the reasons for the protestant reformation and the protestant reformers then tried to have societies governed by elders who were wise and spiritual um in calvinist societies in geneva in scotland through the presbyterian church but um again this often led to forms of oppression and a narrowness and dogmatism so i don't think there's any terribly easy answer and people who have had visionary experiences are not necessarily very good at sort of designing you know educational systems or schools or or businesses or tax systems or healthcare systems or hospitals or i mean sometimes they are and in the middle ages in europe all these things schools universities hospitals um were run by religious orders monks and nuns um who did a very good job in many ways and modern secular europe and america has inherited these institutions which were all done by religious orders in the first place um so i think you know if one looks through history there are good examples and bad examples of the principle you've raised um and even when you have nominally spiritual people in charge as in some of the medieval popes uh, or, or renaissance popes you know they can easily be corrupted which is the point plato raised of if you're going to have these philosopher kings who's going to keep them on track and 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 uh, how's it going to be done so um i don't think there's any simple answer that history's th- thrown up for this one um and for running societies um the the practical skills needed for running politics and being a wise statesman um or stateswoman are not necessarily the same qualities that you know would would be there in a spiritual teacher thank you repert um just just a quick uh, point which was that uh, i didn't mean judges in terms of uh, like being in a position of authority i just mean in terms of as people if you are to um put our trust in let's say the community of materialists who've only experienced a certain state of consciousness and versus a community of mystics who do we put our trust in uh, based on their experiences not to say that oh, yes. uh, yeah anyone uh, <laughs> well, being in a state of authority and telling everyone you have to believe this or there are certain principles you have to follow just simply for uh, for us and the average person uh, don't you think that um community oh, yeah. community of mystics because of the range of altered states that they've had uh, they're better qualified in terms of what they assert about the nature of reality not to say that they're right it's just <laughs> you know more trustworthy in that sense yeah just just to well, clarify well just well then i could clarify also yes i i do think that and i think that that's what um religious traditions at their best offer us um i mean here in britain most people are non-religious or post-christian um if they came from christian families originally um but we still have a church we still have cathedrals we still have parish churches i myself am a, an anglican a practicing christian and i find the uh, discipline of 
I, I go to church on Sundays. I love singing with my local community. I like going to holy places. I go on pilgrimages to cathedrals. Um, and I find the Christian mystics and Christian spiritual teachers really helpful. I also find Sufi spiritual teachers and Hindu spiritual teachers really helpful. But the advantage of a religious tradition is that it can build a community where people can share festivals and rites of passages. Whereas if we have a purely um, pick and mix spiritual, individual spirituality, it doesn't build community and, and it's much harder to maintain traditions. And I think that the traditions of festivals and like in the Christian tradition, the festival of All Souls Day and All Saints Day, the Day of the Dead, um, the Feast of St. Michael and All Angels, September the 29th, the Feast of Candlemas, which we've recently had, February the 2nd, these Easter and Christmas, of course, these festivals enable communities to be bound together, connected with their ancestors who celebrated the same festivals. Um, Morphic resonance, which I haven't talked about this evening, but uh, is a way uh, of connecting through rituals uh, with those who've gone before. It connects us across time as well as to communities in space. And all religious traditions originally come from um, mystical insights and spiritual teachers, and they can be degraded and people can forget the spiritual and they can and become more routine and they can become dogmatic, but they're continually renewed. All religions have continually renewed themselves by this spiritual tradition and insight. And I think that's what we need today. And um, it doesn't have to happen through established religions, but personally, I find it really helpful to work within that framework, even though I spent years as an atheist. And um, I find this uh, largely because of the community, the tradition, and the holy places.